Hello, and welcome to San Antonio Oasis in person. My name is Jenny Brown, Associate Director for Oasis, and today we are interviewing Jake Yetterberg. Jake has a retirement planning practice where he helps pre-retirees and retirees avoid the three costliest mistakes of retirement planning so they can realize their perfect retirement lifestyle. He has been helping older adults manage their retirement finances for 22 years. Jake has also been volunteering as a board member and teaching classes at San Antonio Oasis for nearly 20 years. Jake's last podcast was an overview of the CARES Act. Today, Jake will continue with more information related to the CARES Act and with more specific details. Jake, thank you so much for joining us today. It's my pleasure, Jenny. Thanks for having me. We always appreciate the opportunity to share information and ideas uh, and strategies with OASIS members. Uh, in the environment we're in right now, and that's even more important than ever, uh, people need to stay uh, up to date and uh, up to speed on what the changing economic conditions around them mean for them. Uh, they're changing laws and rules. It seems like there's a, a new a new guideline out every single day. So uh, we're trying to stay ahead of that, and we're happy to share some information today. Well, Jake, thank you so much. So we have heard a lot of commentary since the CARES Act was passed March 27th. It seems that one of the biggest benefits for older retirees is the required minimum distribution waiver for 2020. Can you explain that in more detail, Jake? Yeah, absolutely. We'll add a little more detail on this, and they've actually uh, released a little more detail after the act passed, so uh, that'll be good. So first off, let's describe what a required minimum distribution is. Um, that's when the government forces you to take money out of your retirement account and start paying taxes on it. So they've given you a tax break all these years, letting it grow tax deferred, but now it's time to pay a little tax. So they force you and to, to take money out. And that depends. They just changed that rule January 1st of this year. It used to be if you were over 70 and a half, and now it's if you're over 72. So that wasn't part of the CARES Act, which we're discussing today. That had actually happened prior to any virus-mandated legislation that came upon us. Uh, so it is either 70 and a half or 72, depending on your birth date. Um, however, now the big change is, no matter your age and if you have to take your RMD, they waived it for 2020. So whether you were under the old age or the new age, they said, look, if you have to take it this year, we will let you waive it and not take it. So the other thing they said is, if you deferred your first distribution, which they allow you to do the first year that you turn the RMD age, they, you could defer that into 2020. If you did that, they're actually gonna let you waive both distributions, which is gonna be a pretty good tax saver as well. Now realize that's only the first RMD that you can waive into the next year. So that's not most people, but, the, but there are a handful that, that do that. Now, the driving reason they made this change is that if you had your IRA money in the stock market, you may have just seen a 20 to 30 percent loss of your money with the volatility of the market. Now, it's come back a bit recently, but again, the market's kind of all over the map now. So unfortunately, the IRS calculates your required minimum distribution off of last year's value. So they're going on data that's a little bit old. They did not want to overinflate your RMD by using a market value that might have been higher last year and then force you to take money out and sell uh, market positions at a loss. So while we don't advocate that older adults have too large a portion of their money, especially qualified retirement money in the market, if you did, this provision is really going to help you by being able to skip the 2020 RMD. 
So the bottom line here is the RMD waiver will help most older adults save some income taxes. It's not mandatory. You don't have to waive it. You can still take it if you want to. Uh, and one of the biggest questions we've been getting is, uh, it, will I have to make this up? So the answer to that is no, you do not have to make it up. They waived it. They did not defer it. So that's better. Okay, so what if you already took the RMD before the law was passed? Do you still have to pay taxes on the distribution? Sure. So that's that sounds like a simple question, but it's actually a multifaceted and complex answer, as you, as you might imagine with the <laughs> legislation. They don't always make it simple. It was so complicated that they actually came out with a technical clarification where they kind of amended the language a little bit about a week ago. So here's what they clarified. Um, if took your required distribution already in January of 2020, you cannot undo it. So we're not sure why they picked that, but they picked the anytime in January through the 31st of January. If you took it, you cannot undo it. However, if you took it in February, February 1st or later before the, the all the crisis uh, pandemic stuff came out, then you can undo it but with one caveat. So you might be able to undo it, and they're letting you do that by rolling it over with the 60-day rollover, which is the, the rule that's been around for many, many years, where if you took money out, as long as you return it within 60 days, there's no tax on it. However, the catch is you now only get one of those rollovers per year. So if you had already done a 60-day rollover, you actually couldn't roll it back in. And that's why I said you may be able to. So really probably most people haven't done that not many people do the 60-day rollover anymore most people do that by direct transfer but if you did a 60-day rollover already in the last year then you can't roll it back in even if it's after january uh excuse me february 1st that you took it so i know that's clear as mud but <laughs> that unfortunately is the rule uh that they came out with so this one what we tell people here is check with your advisor uh, or the custodian, the company that has your IRA money, and just make sure you're following the rules correctly. Most people, if you took it in February, will be able to undo it, but you're going to have to make sure you do it correctly. Okay. One of the opportunities that you highlighted um, in prior discussions was that the RMD waiver might allow more people to convert money to a Roth IRA. The Roth IRA seems to be a strategy that raises many questions, and it seems somewhat complex to many investors. Can you highlight who might be a candidate for the Roth conversion? Sure. So let's start first with who's a candidate. So we really, uh, our mantra on this is that anyone's a candidate if you have an IRA. We think everyone should be looking at the Roth IRA. And the reason is the Roth IRA lets you grow your money tax-free instead of tax-deferred. So if you were to convert to a Roth IRA, so if you were an older investor, you're not working, but you have IRA money, you could tell the IRS, look, I want to take this little bit of my IRA and turn it into a Roth. When you do that, you pay taxes on the amount you converted. But then what you get is tax-free growth forever. So we think that's a pretty good deal, given that we think taxes are probably going to be going up in the future. So here's the, the kind of the open window that they gave us with the CARES Act. Now that you don't have to take your required minimum distribution, it would leave an older investor more room to do some Roth planning. And we call this paying taxes on purpose 
because then we can pay taxes. It's not a required distribution. It's a Roth conversion. We turn it into a Roth, and now that money's growing tax-free for as long as you leave it in there uh, the rest of your life, and it can even be kept for a period of time by your heirs as a Roth. So if you don't have to take the R&D now because of the CARES Act, that may indeed allow you the ability to convert more of your traditional IRA money to a Roth. So uh, the thing here is kind of like everything in financial planning, it's not cookie cutter. You've got to look at your situation. Does it make sense? But if you dovetail in the Trump tax cuts, which lower tax rates and increase the standard deduction, you, you really have a good time now, an open window for the next few years, in our opinion, that you can get some money pushed over to the Roth. 2020 may be the absolute most ideal year that we have because now you don't have to take your RMD either. So it's kind of the perfect storm of three or four pieces of legislation that just happen to overlap to the benefit of those who want to move money into a Roth. So again, I'll wrap this, this discussion up on this part by saying, if, you're, if you've got money in an IRA or a 401k or any qualified retirement account, you should at least do the math and consider your options because the window may not be open this wide for a long, long time. So have a look at it, see if it makes sense. If not, you, you spend 20 minutes running the math and it'll be a good exercise to know what your options are. Okay. How do other recently passed laws interact with the CARES Act and how does these other laws affect what older adults should do? Well, that's where it gets a little complicated because just accidentally we have a lot of of legislation that has happened in the last few years. So there's always some effects. They're not always good, but sometimes they are. Of Oh, this affects that or this old law affects this new law. So first, as we mentioned briefly, the SECURE Act, which passed January 1st of this year before the CARES Act, pushed back the required distribution age to 72. Again, that opens the window up to not taking an RMD and instead maybe doing some Roth conversion. So that's one thing. Uh, And the bottom line there is that uh, anyone who had to take an RMD in 2020, as we just covered, doesn't have to now anyway. So so those that's how the SECURE Act and the CARES Act roll over each other a little bit. Anyone can waive that now. Uh, And then also, there's a little hidden gem in there if you're charitably inclined. So separate legislation a couple of years ago called called the Qualified Charitable Distribution Rule was passed. And that said that if you have an IRA, which is taxable to you if you take money out, if you take money out and give that money to charity, they'll let you not pay taxes on that money. So that overlaps nicely because a lot of people say, well, look, I don't have to take money out of my IRA now, but maybe I want to because I'm giving money to a charity. So let's look at an example. Uh, let's say that you wanted to give Oasis a thousand dollars to uh, further the work that Oasis does. They're a 501c3. You can do that. If you take that from your IRA, normally that would be taxable. But if you have that money go directly to the charity, you can take that money from the IRA without paying any taxes. That's a qualified charitable distribution. Now, they didn't change the age on that. That's still 70 and a half. So even if you come under the new age mandate of the SECURE Act, which is 72, you still can take money out over 70 and a half, give it to charity and not pay taxes. So you might as well be giving money on a tax favored basis because most people are not uh, itemizing their deductions anymore because the standard deduction is so large now up to over 24,000 for a married couple. So there are some catches to the qualified charitable distribution rule. Let's cover those just briefly. You have to be over 70 and a half with IRA money and you can give 
more than your RMD if you want to. Even if your RMD is only a thousand dollars, you could give two or three thousand dollars to the charity of your choice with zero tax paid. The money has to go straight to the 501c3 charity, so you can't get a check from your IRA, put it into your checking account, and then write a check to the charity. You have to set that up through your IRA account holder. So that's a pretty easy one. We help hundreds of people do that every year.、Um, and then there is a cap. You cannot donate more than one hundred thousand dollars, which is more than most people donate anyway. But there is a cap. And then finally, and this is the only kind of restrictive part of this, it is from IRA monies only that you can do this required distribution. And no one, again, is one of those、uh, head scratchers. No one knows why they said IRAs only. But if you have a 401k or a 403b or a TSP, which also have the required distribution, you can't do the qualified charitable distribution because the legislation is from IRAs only. Now, the good news there's an easy fix for that. What you can do is transfer some of your money from those other types of accounts into an IRA with no penalty and no tax. Just do a tax-free transfer, and then you can give charitably from that account to the IRA and save yourself some tax dollars. So the bottom line here: if you're making charitable contributions, you should be doing it from your IRA account if you have one, because otherwise you're paying taxes on more money than you need to. So you need to you need to take any little bit that they give us because things are getting tighter in the financial system. So、uh, you know, take what take what you can get while you can get it because you don't know when they're going to change this legislation in the future. Jake, we appreciate all of that. Any any final thoughts on what we might expect in the future? Well, that's the million dollar question, right? What's going to happen in the future? <laughs> Uh, True. I'll give you my opinion based on history and all of the analysis that we do.、Uh, but there are some, just a couple of points we'd like to wrap up with here because we think everyone should be looking at this. It doesn't matter if you're an older investor or a younger investor. But if you look at what they're doing with the bailouts and the small business、uh, loan forgiveness, they're printing and borrowing a bunch of money. And then putting that on top of our already pretty large、uh, public debt that we have in this country, so there, there's a lot of stuff that's going to be coming at us as as we move through this pandemic crisis, which again we're, we're just at the front end of. We're in the early innings of all the changes there. So the first thing you're going to want to watch is that we're going to still have some continued and wild volatility, in our opinion, in the stock market.、Um, we're at the early ages of this this pandemic's effect, as I mentioned.、Um, it, it took a year or two to get. To the bottom in the last two crises we had, the 2000 correction and the 2008 recession that we hit. So again, it would be naive to think that two months into this one, it's all over. So we've had a decent bounce up in the market,、uh, but that doesn't mean we're at the bottom yet. So you might want to make sure you have a safety net on some of your assets for the next 10 to 12 months because there's probably more fallout coming. You got to realize we shut down 30 to 40 percent of the entire world over the course of the last two months. It's that's never happened before. It's unprecedented, and they're borrowing money and throwing money at it. So、uh, that that's that's what you got to watch out for: market volatility. Second, with that high debt load. Um, interest rates, because the government pays interest on their debt, just like you pay interest on a mortgage. They don't want that rate to be high, and they set that rate. So they just lowered rates to zero, and the Federal Reserve Board pretty much hinted that it, it's going to be there for five to seven years. So if you have fixed interest rates, or if you are living on interest from any of your investments, you might want to think about locking in rates now because they are headed lower, and they're headed lower very, very quickly. We're approaching 30 trillion in total public debt, which is 
keeps more than we've ever had in our past. And so they're going to keep rates low to keep to keep that debt cost to them low. So lock in rates now. And finally, prepare for higher taxes later, because the only way to build out of this is to eventually, when the economy strengthens, is to increase taxes uh, on everybody to start to pay down that debt because they can't carry that large of a debt for long. And that's where we go back into the stuff we just talked about, Roth IRA planning, charitable distribution planning, do it on a leveraged basis, get yourself some tax benefits and make sure that you're watching what's going on around you. You've heard the saying probably the only thing certain is change and we are at the front end of what's probably going to be some pretty massive changes in the financial and economic system. So don't panic, but you do want to be prudent in making your decisions moving forward. So Jenny, thank you for the opportunity to share with the Oasis community uh, and we thank you for what Oasis continues to do to get information out and keep members updated on a, a wide variety of things, health, wellness, financial, insurance, etc. So we want to thank Oasis as well and thank you for the opportunity to share information today. Well, Jake, we appreciate you too and all the knowledge and information that you share with our Oasis members and the community as a whole. And again, we just, we can't thank you enough. And for those of you who would like to hear more information on today's topic of the CARES Act, be on the lookout for more information regarding Jake's upcoming classes and podcast. For other listeners in the San Antonio area, please call 210-236-5954 on how to receive further information on upcoming classes or our organization. We hope you all have a great day and remember we are here for you.